0: Welcome to a Record Roulette bonus episode. My name is Eamon O'Flint. and I'm joined by Nathan Smith and Adam Rogers, our guest from the episode about Brothers in Arms by Dire Straits. In case you haven't listened to our last episode, Adam is a science and tech journalist from Insider, but is also the author of a New York Times bestseller called Proof the Science of Booze. We usually try to link these bonus episodes with our previous full episode in some way, but considering Adam's expertise on the subject of booze, we thought this entry should be about that instead. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give Adam and Nathan the name of an artist or group that we've covered on Record Roulette. Adam is going to tell us which cocktail best represents that artist or group, and Nathan will pitch uh, in with his best beer suggestion. It's simple, really. So (laughs) <laughs> no, I let's get started let's get started
1: what if i don't what know do i might not know enough drinks and then i might not know the band all right whatever let's do it
0: uh you'll know the. you don't know these ones enough i i picked easy ones so let's get started the first uh first one we covered madonna's like a prayer last season so which cocktail or beer best rese- represents 1980s madonna um, so let's, let's start with Nathan. I know you've got this stuff ready. I'm I'm going to let Adam stew on this for, for uh, a
2: I, I would go with Amsterdam blonde.
0: Ooh, that's what? Do good. It, does it
2: need to be explained? <laughs> I think it's fairly obvious. <laughs> I
0: don't think well, here's so. Here's what I was thinking. For those... Madonna
2: at the time <laughs> was blonde and this is Amsterdam blonde. Now the Amsterdam part is a bit trickier. Yes. Because it's a bit risque, kind of you know anything goes, you know, and she was very, you know, she was fairly provocative good. in her day, especially in the eighties, relative to her peers. So I went with Amsterdam Blonde
0: in her day.
1: Also, she came up, you know, in the New York club scene. Of course, before it was called New York, it was called
0: Amsterdam. New Amsterdam.
1: Amsterdam. So I feel like that better than what I've got. So like eighties. So like a prayer is a is is actually my favorite Madonna album. Um, with, uh, with, uh, the, the one she did with William Orbit, a close second, maybe tied, but, um, but, uh, it's like, it has, it has, a, uh, it's poppy, but it also has all the religious stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I might go like sacramental wine. Okay. Can you get that? Can you get like a sweet wine that would make you think, make you feel like what it was to take, to, to take communion? I, I, I don't, I don't know. Cause it's, that's not my tradition, my faith tradition, but maybe, so maybe like a, maybe like a nice Manischewitz like a New York thing in there too. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's possible. Um, And if you, um, if you just wanted to like evoke that there's a drink called the remember the main, that's a, it's a Brown spirit, but it's got a little bit of grenadine in it. So there's a little mm -hmm. of that sweetness to it. And I feel like, a little dark, but a little sweetness. Um, maybe is pretty yes. good. ABZ era Madonna,
0: and that's a great description of that uh, that album too. It's uh, you, you read the lyrics closely enough, and it's it's cripply, cripplingly depressing. And then the music just is is uh, is sweet and bubbly. And
1: that's the secret. That's the Pet Shop Boys' secret to pop music, right? Sad yeah. songs to a dance beat.
0: Happy, yeah. <laughs> Sad songs, happy music. Second, we covered The Doors' self-titled debut album in season one how about them nathan delirium tremens
2: which is high alcohol content which suits jim morrison mm-hmm. extremely well um, but also but also a uh, a very unique taste that doesn't really taste like a bunch of other sort of beers so i think the doors are kind of a uh an amalgamation of multiple influences as we discussed in the podcast. So I think for those reasons, Delirium Tremens is the beer that best represents the Doors self-titled album. And I'd challenge anyone to disagree with that beer choice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm ready on this one. I'm ready for this. Yeah. All right. So All right. Morrison he, he, the whole persona is this very Byronic, you know, dark, semi-damned poet, you know, mm-hmm. the the but also king of the of a weird you know, uh, demi monde, right? That's the whole thing. So it's got to be absinthe based, right? Obviously. All right. Yep. So I'm going to go not so. There's not a lot of cocktails that like use absinthe as especially as a forward flavor because it's a pretty intense licorice flavor. But there's a drink called an absinthe frappe, and so here's how you make this drink. It's uh, it's like two ounces of absinthe and uh, like a teaspoonful of sugar or a good glug of simple syrup. Couple of dashes of uh of bitters and then ice and shaken, and then you pour it over ice into a like a old fashioned glass. I love this drink. I think it's delicious, but it also it has the it has the weird and it has the absinthe thing, which is this mm-hmm. you know very romantic and a lot of historical poetic stuff about. It. So I think that probably fits pretty good with the doors.
0: Yeah, I I associate absinthe with France because of the movie Moulin Rouge, where they're just drinking absinthe constantly. And I'm, I think he he. Did he die in France? I'm fairly certain he died in France. He did, correct? Buried in France. Uh, so, so there you go. Got Even more connections. Uh, third, we discussed Nirvana's final studio album, *In Utero*, earlier this year. What drink best represents them? We'll start with you, Nathan. Again, you want know, I give Adam. Adams. I feel like Adams is more complicated and, and complex. There's a a billion different.
1: The beer answers are super complicated and good here. So I, I would, yeah, yeah, yeah don't. I don't know.
0: No, no, I'm going to minimize as All much right, as I so can what Nathan's up to. Nirvana, Nathan, Nirvana in
2: utero. It? it is dark. Yeah. It is heavy. It is thick. But it goes down smooth. Much like a Guinness. So Ooh. that's my final answer. Guinness. <laughs> Nirvana in utero. Yep.
0: Yeah. Guinness does get does down smooth. I would argue whether you, in Euro goes down smooth. And if Sonia was here, I'm 100% sure she would argue that point. You're there. telling me all apologies is a struggle? Yeah, I suppose. I suppose that's a Long, few of them. Royal really, Royalty, heart-shaped, heart-shaped
2: box. It's like bubblegum pop disguised as really angry, thick grunge rock.
0: Adam, do you have one for us?
1: I, I want to, you know, their vana is so associated with like a particular... Kind of struggling artist, working class thing. That I don't want it. I don't want it to be anything f- fancy, like no, you know, no prohibition era seven ingredient nonsense, you know, frippery like I drink. Um, <laughs> you kind of, you, <laughs> you kind of want just like a, a wild turkey rocks in one of those faceted glasses, like passed across a bar, still kind of sticky from beer in a you know like outside seattle someplace where there's also people who have worked worked cattle in this place but like in the in the at the bandstand is playing arguably the greatest you know one of the greatest rock bands you've ever seen that's like that's the drink you want in that place you walk into that bar like wild turkey rocks please yep
0: all right i'm good with that i approve uh fourth a bob marley and the whalers album exodus gave us a taste of reggae which was echoed on the dire straits album we covered uh last week which cocktail represents bob marley adam can i start with you or do you want a time to think i can give you some time to think
1: no i, I think i can do this I just, I, like I, I keep having to talk through the, the thinking to get to the end because you you know um, <laughs> so the tiki thing in cocktails is beloved and we use the word problematic on the other because it's like it's appropriative mm. and kind of racist and like it had it has a real weird history but the attempt you know to use the um the ingredients and this is something that the, the in the in the cocktail world now has come back around to try to use these the things real problematic ingredients themselves but you know rums and fresh fruit juices and cane syrup and the stuff that like the, the triangle trade that that you know is like the dark history of europe and north america but still like can you can you can you bring these things back from the caribbean you know um and 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 make it not an appropriative racist thing but something that celebrates all of that so let's see you know there's a drink um called a tea ponche. it's it is a uh, rum agricole which is a Unaged rum made not from molasses but from sugar cane juice. So you have to have the distillery right next to the the cane fields because it will spoil otherwise. So you make the cane juice, you distill it and ferment it real fast, you get this clear, fiery spirit. You take uh two ounces of that, um, another like a hit of simple syrup, and you cut the top off a of lime and you put that in and muddle it all together, and that's what you drink before you go out and work in the fields. So I think maybe that's, is that like an honest that's, way of thinking that's, about rum and Caribbean?
0: Yeah. I was—I mean, I, I, the, as far as I got was rum. <laughs> so I was like, it's rum has to be there, but then I don't know where you go from there. Nathan, what's the beer? Um, Red Stripe, which is a
2: Jamaican lager. So from one <laughs> extreme to the other, I didn't put much thought into it. I, I found a just, very quick connection and just seized on that
1: man, I like red stripe. So that's got fond memories for me. Good. Like, like a red stripe.
0: Okay. You guys, you guys want to do one more or two more, two, one, as many as possible. All right. We'll do two more. Uh, fifth earlier this year, we talked about Neil Young's sort of depressing on the beach with the, with the lovely Alison rap. It's from his ditch trilogy in the 1970s, which is a bit dark. So what flavor of beer, um, is 1970s Neil Young? Nathan, it is an old Milwaukee, but it is, it is a warm old Milwaukee
2: <laughs> where you're just sort of like, nothing matters anymore. It's, you know, nothing's good. Nothing looks good. Nothing tastes good, especially. It's just an afterthought. You're just drinking. It's probably been left out for a day or a day and a half. And you're just drinking yeah. it to basically survive as sustenance pretty much, not for enjoyment. And that's pretty much my, where I think he My only he was. knock there is that it's not Canadian. Well, as you've said, and I've tried to defend his Canadian uh, credentials and you've said quite clearly that he's American. So I think old Milwaukee is perfect. A warm old Milwaukee.
0: All righty. And Milwaukee's relatively close, as as places go, relatively close to Winnipeg and, and Thunder Bay where he spent a yes, lot of time yeah, as well. So, yeah, so there we there we go. Uh, Adam, what about you?
1: I mean, 70s Neil Young, good God. I, don't, I, I mean seven and seven i mean like a like a rye and coke i mean just it like whatever's on the whatever's on the shelf i think like a right like rye and and coke from a from a gun behind the bar you know or like they give you the can it's not a it's not it doesn't lend itself to heavy mixing
0: good canadian rye uh mixed with a good american coke there you go neil young okay finally. Our current season kicked off with a review of Beyonce's self-titled album. So how would you capture Queen Bee in alcohol form, Nathan?
2: Uh, This one was a bit bit of a head-scratcher, and I'm not entirely confident in my answer, but it's the best I can come up with. And that is Stella Artois. Um, Has a distinct taste. That's widely enjoyed world over, which I think is important when you're talking about Mm -hmm. Beyonce. And it's, it's classy. Like, there's a certain kind of... Royalty associated with the Stella Artois brand. It's somewhat regal, which obviously is Beyonce queen Bay. Like, she's got the title. So it's best I could do, but I'm not entirely sold on it. So this of all my suggestions, the others were like a hundred percent, right? This one, I would take some suggestions from our listeners. If perhaps they thought I, yeah,
0: if you guys want to reply to us on Twitter, uh, you know, but only a number. Six. And, uh, and we'll... the other five were pretty much. All right, on. Adam. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Adam. I am going to make up a drink for Beyonce. Okay. I think, I think I may be inventing this, although it's hard to do that because there's so many bartenders working on so many good drinks, but there's a drink that I love, but I think that in order for it to represent Beyonce, it has to be modified slightly. So the drink that mm-hmm. I love is called an Americana. It is, um, an ounce of bourbon. And, uh, so you, you take a champagne flute, Sugar cube muddled with a lot of bitters, Angostura. Muddle that so the sugar cube kind of melts into it. Pour an ounce of bourbon over that, and then top it with champagne. It's a beautiful drink. It looks gorgeous because the bubbles kind of do different stuff with the mixing with the the drink at the bottom and the sugar that's down there. It's delicious. It has sort of sweet and the weirdness of the of the, the bourbon combining with the, the champagne. But I don't think bourbon's right uh, for Beyonce, so I would say. Replace that ounce of bourbon with an ounce of, let's say, very good cognac. All um, right. And then put that over the sugar. You probably want to have less sugar because cognac a little sweeter, but you can mess with that at home. Uh, some bitters, muddle that, pop with a nice nice sparkling wine, and uh, and there you go. That's the drink.
0: What's your favorite beverage, alcoholic or otherwise, for listening to music? Let us know on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at RR Music Pod. Oh, and don't forget to listen to all our other episodes. You can find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts, or listen at RecordRoulettePodcast.com. Music in this episode is from Lemon Music Studio. Thanks for tuning in to Record Roulette until the next spin. Goodbye.